The following episode contains major plot points that may spoil movies for some viewers. A spoiler warning is now in effect. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Abbey Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Colin. And I'm Leah. How's it going on this fine snowy Sunday? I know, I, this is such bullshit. We're, like, it's March 27th. And it's fucking snowing outside. I've been trying to tell my wife to reassure her this is Rochester. And the weather here is usually like this. It's pretty much like, um, it's in the mood. It's, it's like, it's, it'll be, it'll be pretty, sunny one minute and then snowy the next. It's pretty bipolar, but it's pretty, like, bullshit. We're I in mean, the bipolar like, capital of New York, I feel like. It's just, it's such bullshit. Because, like, we had nice sunny weather. Granted, it was a little bit chilly, but nothing like this We chilly. were doing pretty good for a couple of weeks without any snow. I'm so mad, though. But I, I heard, but so I heard it's going to get better, so we're going to be fine. I know. This is just annoying, the snow. I hate the cold. I hate snow. I don't mm. enjoy it. That's not the only thing she hates. Anyway. Anyway. So... Th- I came tell up. them what they're gonna tell them what we're gonna do today. I was going to until you interrupted me. Oh my bad. Go on. So, I thought it would be a fun idea because you know how like when we do speed reviews, I'll you know talk a little bit about the movie. I'll mention some like you know fun facts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be fun. What if I took some fun facts from movies and I made it into a game? Yes. Yeah. I was so, actually super excited about this. So I told Colin. I said, "Look, I said I'm gonna come up with mm. a game." I'm going to go on IMDb, and I'm going to look at, like, all their trivia and fun fact stuff, like, on-set details. And I'm going to make a game out of it. I said, I'll give you a fun fact, and you got to guess the movie. And when I was doing research for this game, I found some really interesting facts. And my last two are kind of a bit of a segue into a certain segment Colin and I have also been talking about for the podcast. Mm-hmm. She wants to make my life a living hell, but Not exactly. she'll tell you. Not exactly. Yes, you do. I, I like to think of it as combining both of our worlds into one. Mm. But anyway, well, do you want to go on with the game? Well, yes, but before we go any further, I just want to let everyone know that my wonderful wife, the other night when we were at Dave & Buster's, won me a wonderful little prize. Well, because here's the thing. for the I feel like since my birthday last month, we've been going to Dave & Buster's quite a few times, and mm-hmm. now that we each have our own like game cards... We can, like, get our own, you know, gifts and stuff. Like, we can, like, we don't need to, like, spend all of our tickets on I got prizes. a lot of tickets. Mm. I had a few. I, I had a, I had more than enough that I needed to get Colin this Grogu uh, Funko Pop. And she really didn't have to, but she did it out of the kindness of her own heart, and I really appreciate that from her. And it was just, it's a Grogu Funko Pop, and see, I'm so happy. And see, here's the thing. For me... It was a toss-up between getting you that Grogu Funko or getting myself the Alakazam Funko Pop, which is a Pokemon character. Why didn't you get? Why didn't you get yourself that? Because I, I wanted to get you something, so I got you the Grogu one, which was kind of annoying because the night we went, the, there was a line for the prize counter. Yeah, there was a line. <laughs> it was so, ridiculous. yeah. But anyway, let's move on with the game. All right, let's play this game because I'm super excited because I don't know. What she's going to ask me, so I'm super pumped. Now, normally when we do trivia or any sort of quiz, we try to refrain from using any certain types of names or locations or settings that would give away the answer. I feel like you should just give me a little bit of a clue, not too much. I'm not going to be super vague. I'm going to include actors and actresses' names and Hmm. like production casts and crew members, but I'm not going to give away character names. Why don't you give away the crew members? I don't know who they are. Exactly. 
That's what makes it even better. See, you. I'm not going to give away character names. I'm not going to give away uh, settings from the movies. <sighs> but we'll go ahead and, like, okay. So my first one. And here's another thing I want to point out, too. You know how when we do trivia, you always try to guess what the answer is right before I finish my question? No. Let's not do that this time because you really need to hear the entire factual I already sentence. know the thing, so I'm good. What do you mean you already know the thing? I already know what the question is because I could tell when you first ask something and there's certain things that you remember from what that question is. And you're like, oh, I know this already. And that's why it's just like, you know, it doesn't mean to say the whole thing. You could just do it. But, you, but for some of these, you need to listen to the entire fact. Mm. Before you could even try to guess what the movie is. Can we just go with the questions now? Fine. Okay. (laughs) The young girl leaving the dentist's office before Bill Murray's scene is Heather Henson, Jim Henson's daughter. What movie is it? Oh, the dentist. Oh! um... Do you want me to read it back to you? No, no, no. I know what you're talking about. Because dentist, Bill Murray, Little Shop of Horrors. Yep. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got the first. And actually, I'm going to keep tracks so I know which ones you get right and which ones you get wrong. Oh, I wish you did it first. That was actually Jim Henson's daughter? Yeah, which is interesting because I think Brian Henson, his son, yeah. also helped with the puppetry. Well, yeah, because he's Audrey a puppeteer, too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. It's a family affair. <laughs> In an interview with Terry Gross on her radio program, Fresh Air... Tim Curry said that he got to meet Prince Charles and Princess Diana because she loved Curry in this movie. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes. I'm surprised you actually knew that one. I actually did not guess it. Good. I thought, because, you know, because remember It, when he was like, oh, you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, you better pet the, uh, get the poor guy out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, no. It was Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. Well, I mean, the Prince Albert joke was in Stephen King's It. I know. Okay. I'm aware of that. Yeah, but anyway, go on. Number three. Joaquin Phoenix turned down the role of this 1996 movie directed by Wes Craven. Vampires? No. Oh, uh, Scream. Yes. Okay. Which really? Role? Joaquin Phoenix? He turned down the role of Billy Loomis. Oh, shit. He would have been an interesting Billy Loomis. He would have been a little more role, eerie. Yeah, considering his role in Joker. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. He would have been a little more eerie. Okay. Yeah, probably a lot of laughs. This is a lengthy one. I pro- I apologize for the length. What's wrong with you? But I thought this was interesting. This is very interesting. Okay. There's a lot to unpack here. Okay. All right? Okay. Number four. While looking for a way to create the character of this 2000 film, Christian Bale stumbled onto an appearance of Tom Cruise on an episode of The Late Show with David Letterman. According to director and co-writer Mary Heron, Bale saw in Cruise, quote, this very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. And Bale subsequently based his character on that. Which movie? The Machinist? No. Um, 2000? In this 2000 movie that Christian Bale starred in. Holy shit. Well, then again, he's been in movies since the 80s, so, man, he's fucking old. Yeah, but think, um, about, think about that for a minute. Let's unpack this for a second. He, was, he didn't just, like, happen to stumble across Tom Cruise acting a certain way. This was Tom Cruise in a live interview yeah. on a talk show as himself. I was about to say, wasn't it like where he kind of had like a um, a disgruntle with uh, the 
co- with the talk show hosts? Like they uh, in a huge argument or something? I don't think so. Because I remember me... there was a there was a show that was like that that he did. I don't think so, but let me read that back. This very intense friendliness with nothing behind the eyes. That's a lot. American to... Psycho. Yes. Yes. That's a lot to unpack that's about a, Tom that tag, Cruise. That tagline right there is un, a lot to unpack. It's not a tagline. That's just that was well, his, that line. That was his first impression of seeing Tom Cruise as a person, not as an actor yeah. or acting a certain role. As a person, that's terrifying. That yeah, Tom Cruise is a little bit terrifying. But then again, he's from Syracuse, so okay, like that means anything. But, but there's okay. crazy people in Syracuse and in upstate. No offense to my people. Anyway, number five, and I'm gonna butcher. I'm probably gonna butcher the pronunciation of this person's name. So you I butcher apologize. everyone's name, so they don't care. The mm. Swedish actor Bjorn Andersson played the role of the old man who jumps off the cliff in this movie. Midsummer. I was going to finish I'm my sorry. thought, I'm and sorry. you fucking ruined it. But I'm gonna continue anyway. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Andersson may be familiar to viewers outside of Sweden for his role as the teenage boy. Ted Zio in Visconti's Death in Venice, 1971. Oh. And yes, he was in Midsummer. That's the movie that the fun oh. fact came from. Oh, okay. Sorry. You are such a dink. I'm sorry. This is why I didn't want you doing shit like this. I'm sorry. Because there's a lot more to unpack here, all right? Well, stop unpacking. You pack light. But these are so interesting. I tried looking for the most interesting ones in each of these movies She's I've looked She's going to give me 20-minute rant questions. Number six. The name of the cat that enters the rooms of the patients who are next to death in the hospice facility, Rivington House, is Azzy, which is short for Azrael, who is the angel of death. Which movie is it? Cat. A cat named Azzy. Cat. What movie is this? Um, You gotta guess the movie. As with two patients? This is like a... No. It's not the focal point of the movie. It's just a little concept or aspect of the movie. Yeah, well, that doesn't really help me here. The name of the cat that enters the rooms of the patients who are next to death in a hospice facility, Rivington House. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. shut up. I'm sorry. I know what this is. Yes, Azrael. Um, Yes, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. Oh, my God. You got it. Yeah, holy shit, because I remember there was a cat went into the room of the patients close to death. Yeah. Yeah. He choked them. He did not choke them. He's like, (laughs) Number seven. I'm sorry. (laughs) Shredded condoms were used to create tendons of this beast's ferocious jaws. Uh, Condoms? Shredded condoms were used to create tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws. Ferocious Jaws? Yeah, and I kind of have like a bit of a speech impediment or a you, lisp. You kind of so do. Yeah. Saying that last part really quick is like hard. Yeah, you're like Elmer Fudd mixed with Tweety Bird. But do you know the movie? Um, shredded condoms used for ferocious jaws. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that kind of really doesn't help what the movie is or what's it about. Or Do you give up? No. Because I don't give up. I keep going. I'm going to keep guessing for six more minutes. Please don't. Yes, I am. We're going to wait till 16 minutes. I'll give you three tries. If you can't get it by the third one. Jaws? No, that's one. That's the one. (laughs) 
Um, <clears throat> can you give me another hint? or Shredded condoms that were help. used to create tendons of the beast's ferocious jaws. I didn't ask you to re-do uh, to re- to the question. I'm just saying, can you give me another guess? This movie was released in 1979. Ferocious Jaws, 1979. You already said Jaws. That's I your ne- first no, guess. I know, Ferocious Jaws, so. Condoms. 1979. It was the 70s. They mm-hmm. did a lot of shit back then. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Um, was this a scary movie? Yeah, these well, most of these are horror movies. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The last one is not quite horror. Look at them thighs. Excuse the fuck out of you <laughs> for touching my thunder thighs. All right. Hey, hey, you have the best thunder thighs in the business. You Here's get a... one more guess now. Wait. If you don't wait. get it right, I'm docking. I didn't even like guess the second time. I don't care. You mentioned my thighs, which I'm not comfortable with on the podcast. So Oops. now you went from three guesses to two. 1979. What creature was in 1979? One more guess. Shut up. Just say the first movie that comes in your head. I don't even know what creature was. Oh, wait a minute. What? Alien? Yep. Yes! <laughs> I'm like, that's the only creature I know from 1979. And in case the microphone didn't pick that up, Colin said alien from 1979. <laughs> Number eight. Jordan Peele directed scenes in the movie while doing impersonations of Tracy Morgan, Forrest Whitaker, and Barack Obama. Which movie? He made... Well, think about it. How many movies has Jordan Peele directed? He did Get Out. There you go. Is that the answer? Yeah. Holy shit. I almost said us, but I said Get Out. Okay. So you got that one right. I'm not good with names and pronunciations of them, so I apologize for this next one. (laughs) She forgives. According to John LaRoquette, his payment for doing the opening narration was a marijuana joint. He started off the movie by smoking a... No, according to John LaRoquette, his payment for doing the opening narration of this movie was a marijuana joint. That was his payment. To narration. Opening narration. It was a very different time back in the day, as we had discussed previously. Was this back in the 70s? Yep. Um, you give up? No. I don't give up. All right, and what's your first guess? Colin never gives up. All right, I'm going to guess because I know there's... I don't know, narration in movies, especially in the 70s, it's kind of like pretty relevant back then. Mm-hmm. So I know this might not be the answer, but this is going to be my first guess. It will be Clockwork Orange. Nope. Okay. Because I know this is a scary film, right? Yep. Like I said, all but the last one are scary movies or horror movies. What year does this come out? 1974. Just guess. No. Guess. No. Guess. I don't know. I can't, I can't edit anymore. <laughs> So, okay, just so guess. Is there another guess? No, I can't really give you any more guesses. Give me a guess. No. Another one. Well, you mean hints. Give me You're a hint. the one that's guessing. Give me, give me a hint. Give me a hint. I can't really give you any hints. Give me a hint. I can't really give you any hints. I know it wasn't It wasn't The Exorcist because that came out in 73. Okay, I'll try. If I can remember this correctly, I'll give you another fun fact about this movie. <sighs> the leading lady of this movie sustained a cut to her forehead in one of the chasing scenes so a large portion of the blood 
that's displayed on her body is actually hers and not Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. Oh my god. You know what? I actually was, I know I say I knew that, but when I was thinking of 74, I was like, is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. So far you got nine right. That's good. Wait, I got nothing wrong so far? None wrong so far. Damn, I'm good. Some of these, okay. Some of these might be easy. I know one of them is definitely going to be tricky. Well, I want um, you to help me make it easier. Okay. okay. Number 10. Come here, honey. Emily Blunt did the bathtub scene in one take. According to the director, as soon as he said cut, she left the character and asked the crew, what's everyone having for lunch? Uh, Quiet Place? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, Emily Blunt's not really in a lot of horror movies. So I feel like yeah. this is like quite one of the few movies he's d- she's done that's scary. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really think Quiet Place is really that scary. I mean, it's, it's more suspenseful. Like, it's suspenseful and jump it is, scares. It is scary though to it think. Is. Well, in realization, <laughs> real life, yes, but when it comes to seeing and watching it, it's not that scary. Okay, number eleven, and I really need you to really think hard about this one. I don't like this. Much of director Drew Goddard's inspiration for this movie came from his own upbringing in Los Alamos, New Mexico, a place filled with scientists and co-workers all going about their lives in daily routines, even though they were building nuclear weapons that could potentially destroy the entire world. Director Drew Goddard. Think about it. A place where people were building nuclear weapons that could potentially destroy the entire world. Not everybody knows about Los La, 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 la. Not everybody knows about Los Alamos, unless you like just uh, studied the Cold War back in the day. Um, wait, what, what year did this come out? Uh, two thousand eleven. This is Super Eight. Super Eight. What? There was a movie that was about. Like aliens or something like I don't know. It was like in the desert and trying to keep secrets. It was like a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. Super eight? No. No, not super eight. But you're kind of close. <sighs> District? No. I don't like this. Don't be laughing. I don't like when you do this. I told you some of these were gonna be hard. I don't like you. <clears throat> anyway, give me another hint. It's very meta. It's got a meta concept to it. Like a metaphor? No. You know what meta means? Like scream meta? Kind of. Do you give up? No. It's okay to say that you don't know. Nobody's going to pick on you for this. No, I don't care. I want to prove to myself that I can get every answer right. It's okay, though. No, it's not okay. I I don't think it's okay. They'll think it's okay, but I don't. I'm okay with telling you the answer because I really found this to be very interesting. No. Like I said, I went through... I I'm going to hate myself if I know what it is. If it, if it is a movie that I can... It's definitely a movie you've seen and one we've seen together. I can't give up. Um, okay. can I, I'll share with you another one that I can remember off the top of my head. So in this movie, there is a... What would you call it? It's a thermospong. Okay. What's it got to do with this? It's one of the props in the movie. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but... Mm. I do not give up. I'm going to keep guessing. Then just guess. 
Um, Think about it. The crazies. No. no. That's two. Fuck you. <laughs> don't get mad at me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get I'm mad. I'm saying there's no shame in admitting that you don't know. I'm not going to pick on you for it. I don't care if you pick on me for it. I just want to prove that I can do it. It's okay. Nobody's going to pick on you if you don't know. How, who do I care that's going to pick on me? I just want to prove that I can do it myself. I'm going to pick on myself for not even knowing this answer. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to pick on myself. It's not them I'm worried about. It's me. I mean, I, to be fair, I picked the most vague and obscure fun fact that you, I could possibly find for this movie. And you are ridiculous. So let me break down that second one for you. So one of the characters in this movie has a thermos bong. That is an actual functioning bong that was worth $5,000. Why the fuck would they have that in there? Because one of the characters is a pothead. Like, stereotypical pothead. You know what? I give up. Are you sure? I know it's a lot. Are you absolutely sure? Like, I'm I'm not getting excited because you're saying you give up. I'm really mad at myself right now. And I'm, I'm like, just really excited to tell you what it is. Because I find I found this very interesting. I'm going to beat myself up for this. I'm like going to choke Are you ready? My, I'm going to choke myself and then I'm probably going to lube myself. But, Are you ready? Um, do, you, do you officially give up? No. It's okay. No. It's okay. It's not okay. <laughs> it's okay. No, it's not okay. <laughs> Colin. I don't like this. I feel very, I feel anxiety right now. Colin, if you give up, I will make dinner tonight. All I right. give up. Alright, Cabin in the Woods. Fuck! Don't worry about it. You said desert, right? No, I did not say desert. The concept is similar. It's a group of teenagers who find out that their lives are being orchestrated by government officials covering up secrets I that can destroy desert. the world. I heard that question. You lied to me. I said Los Am... Los Am... Los Alamos, New Mexico. Yes, it's in the desert. Yes, it's where but they... But there were trees. There yeah, was trees that, around. That's where he pulled inspiration from. The concept of this movie was inspired by his upbringing I was betrayed in this town. and tricked by my own wife. First of all, you're not betrayed for anything. And I was tricked. Out of the 11 we've gone through so far, you've only got one wrong. we still got... Four more. I'm very upset. You're going to be okay. No, I'm not. You're going to be okay. No, I'm not. Ready for the next one? No. Okay. (laughs) I said no. (laughs) Number 12. Damn it. (laughs) The bedroom set had to be refrigerated to capture the authentic icy breath of the actors in the scene. Icy breath. Yeah, the bedroom set had to be refrigerated to capture the authentic icy breath of the actors. Wait, what year did this come out? 1973. The Exorcist. Yes. All right. And even Linda Blair went on to say that because of that, because she, she wore... She had pneumonia. Well, no. She wore a frenzy Ow. nightgown in that scene. She said she can't stand the cold till this to this day. To which I say, same. I can stand The it. cold can suck my dick. I I'm can, just saying. I can stand it. All right. Number 13. Oh. Director Sol... Director Sir Alfred Hitchcock was so pleased with the score written by Bernard Herrmann that he doubled the composer's salary to $34,501. Hitchcock later said, quote, 33% of the effect of the film was due to the music. Psycho? Yes. Mm. Which I thought was interesting. 
God damn it. I can't believe I got that one wrong. Ugh. Oh, don't worry about it. It's St Cabin in the Woods. Stupid Cabin in the Woods. That's the point. Who cares? The movie sucked. Okay. Mm. We're down to the final two. I'm going to get through these, and I'm going to finish up the quiz with you, and then I'm going to explain why I chose these last two qu questions. Mm. Okay, so number 14. And you got to let me finish this before you start guessing. Why? Do you think I know this? Yes. Santa Cruz, where the movie takes place, don't say it, was once plagued with the reputation of being the murder capital of the world. We talked about this in our horror, um, true crime trivia episode. Because of a series of very brutal murders by three different men during the early 70s, John Lindley uh. Frazier, Herbert Mullen, and Edmund Kemper in total committed 28 murders in a 30-month span from 1970 to 1973. What movie? Was one of the killers also named David? Because the movie is The Lost Boys. Yep. <laughs> See, I knew this would be relatively easy for you. Well, yeah, because I know The Lost Boys and it's one of my favorite horror films of all time. Right. Oh. Last one. Now, this is a not scary movie, but one you like. Kate Barker was the mother of several American criminals during the public enemy era of the Midwest. She was the inspiration of Anne Ramsey's character of this 1985 film. Wait, what? Yep. Yeah, you want me to read it again? Yeah. A 1985 film? Yeah. Kate Barker, Kate Barker was the mother of several American criminals during the public enemy era of the Midwest. She was the inspiration of Anne Ramsey's character of this 1985 film. Her nickname might help you. You want me to give you the nickname or do you want to take a guess first? Give me the nickname. No. I want, well. Give me the damn nickname. <laughs> I want you to guess first. Don't you tease me. I'm not going to know. Just give me the damn nickname. Her nickname was Ma Barker. Ma Barker. Ma. 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 Ma what? Ma. Ma. Rocky Road? <laughs> What's the movie then? Oh if, my if, if, god. If you know, if you know, if oh you know which character. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yes, I know. I know. The Goonies. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. how we were silent for like five seconds. Now, that means you've got all but one right. Stupid cabin in the woods. Which is fine. And I'm not happy with this. Here's the thing. I enjoyed this game so much. I might do multiple parts because this was so much fun to look up and research. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I picked those last two why did questions. You? Because they're involved <laughs> with true crime. Yes. So Colin and I have talked about this before. Dummy. but. We have discussed, like, Colin loves a lot of things. Colin loves a lot of things in life. He likes certain movies. He likes certain TV shows. He likes certain countries. He likes certain parts of the world and certain aspects of it. And I like certain cultures, too. I am very interested in true crime. I'm not going to say I love it. I'm not going to say I like it. But I'm fascinated with true crime, and I have a huge interest in true crime Documentaries, podcasts, books, etc. You should have worked in forensics. That was something I wanted to do when I was younger. Like, I was an aspiration of mine in my high school years. But 
requires a lot of schooling, a lot of college, it a lot worth of it. a lot of college years, and a lot of college debt. Hey, anyway, well, you would have made a lot of money, so not really. But anyway, so I thought it would be fun, at least for me, not so much for Colin. If I looked up true crime connections that have things to do or relative to things that Colin likes. Yes, and I... So, for example... Oh, no. When I looked up Lost Boys, fun facts, I found out that little interesting tidbit about the inspiration of Santa Carla, which is where the movie takes place. Mm-hmm. Which is actually uh, Santa Cruz, right? Santa Cruz was the inspiration for the fictional But they setting. couldn't really put Santa Cruz in the movie, so they had to it, change the name. Because it already had a pretty shitty reputation of, like I said, being the murder murder capital of the world we like i said we talked about this in our true crime trivia i thought that was pretty interesting because like i said it's a connection to something that colin loves which is the lost boys Mm -hmm. but has a connection to true crime which i'm fascinated and i have heard about the story of henry mullen and edmund kemper Mm -hmm. and i would like to do a much more deeper dive of that in this podcast but i just wanted to sprinkle that in and then the goonies i've heard during another podcast episode I was listening to the other day, how Kate Barker, a.k.a. Ma Barker, was the inspiration for Ma Fatelli in The Goonies. Which is still one of my favorite movies. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Again, it's I'm... really cool because I kind of figured that had something aligned with the true crime thing, too. Especially with the, the family that was like a murderous family. Not so much a murderous family, well, but she a was a... they crime family. Her sons were part of a uh, gang that traveled through the Midwest and they would like shoot up people, bars, banks and stuff. She was an accomplice. And out of all the places that they went to, they went to Astoria, Oregon. That's not exactly where these people actually ended up, but this is just where the movie was. No, I'm saying in the movies, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And then another thing, and I mentioned this before in another podcast episode, but. Colin's date, actual date of birth is the very first day of Richard Ramirez's murder trial. <sighs> That's the only reason why she likes my birthday. It's not the reason why I like your birthday. I just think it's, I think it's interesting. And I only find it funny because you make your birthday a really big deal. And I just find it interesting that your birthday happens to have some significance to true crime history. Mm-hmm. So I had to throw that in your face for a little bit. <sighs> Everything about her is about true crime. Not everything about me. Mm-hmm. Everything about things that you like is going to have some sort of connection to true crime. And I'm going to try to make a segment about it. And, the I'm, only... gonna, and I'm going to be so mad <laughs> during this podcast. Oh, yeah. Because mm. wait until we get to Canada, your favorite country in the world. You leave Canada out of this. Oh, no. They've mm. already like encroached themselves into the true crime Don't you community. try to put big words in this and try to make Canada look bad? I'm not trying to make Canada look bad. Hmm. I think it'd be fun to educate you about your the murder capital of the no. <laughs> of, of the world, the murder country, I Canada. Love, I love you, Bowie, but you kind of smell. All right, thanks, mom. <laughs> you embarrass you Bowie on face. the podcast. Well, you jerk. Bowie's got a lot of tartar buildup in his teeth, and when you mm. don't take care of it well enough, it's gonna cause. Uh, All right, so let us um, end this show. Yeah. So. Um, I do want to say, though, really quick, 
Um, we did not prepare for a second episode for next weekend. We didn't. And next weekend, we're actually going to be busy setting together our home office and getting all of our equipment moved from one room to the other room. Yep, and I have some prior engagements as, <clears throat> as well. So I that's why we have to skip uh, podcasts so for a week. there won't be an episode next week, but mm-hmm. we will have one ready by April 10th, which will be the following Sunday. Yeah, and I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. So we should be okay. But yeah, but we'll see what happens in the next couple weeks and tune in to the new episode that's going to be popping out. Yeah. So other than that, are you good to go with everything? Do you want to tell everyone where we can listen to us? Oh, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. So Spotify, Apple iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, etc. You can follow us on Instagram, maybe Facebook. I don't know. I haven't checked the Facebook page in a while. Mm-hmm. But we also have um, we're also on Patreon, and I think that's it. Yeah. So if you want to hit us up and everything, yeah, just um, let us know. So yeah. other than that, thank you all for listening today. I hope you guys had fun as much as we did. Mm-hmm. And this has been the Abbey Normal Podcast. I am your host, Colin, and I'm Alia. Signing off, saying, "Fuck Cabin in the Woods." It's a good movie. Yeah, it's okay. You're just butt her. That's all. You know what? Fuck that movie and fuck you. <laughs> I love you, though. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are currently on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe, or a nice review for our podcast. It helps boost our show positively. You can also follow us on Instagram and now on TikTok.